Welcome to the Dear Single Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence. Come on in. Let's have some good old mom chat where we will laugh, cry, and maybe even sing together. In this podcast, we will be discussing dating God's way, sex, yes, even sex, and how to abstain while single, entrepreneurship, co-parenting, and many other topics. So let's jump right in. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first episode of Dear Single Mom. Y'all, I am so, so, so excited. This has absolutely, literally been a dream come true for me and I will always just talk to myself or talk things out out loud and you know this is one of the platforms where I can do that except for I'm able to help other single moms or not just moms but women in general and I'm absolutely looking forward to see what God is going to do with this platform. Um, Hi, my name is Clarion Brown, um, and I am the host of Dear Single Mom. Wow, God is crazy faithful. So just give you a little introduction um, about myself. I am a single mother of two children temporarily. I'm single temporarily, guys. Of two children, I have a five-year-old and I have a nine-month-old as of a couple of days ago. And both of their birthdays are in April. So y'all pray for me, okay? <laughs> um, he was my son, who's my youngest, was supposed to be born in May. And mamas, y'all know how it is. When y'all want that baby to come, y'all want that baby to come. I was not waiting another day. Um, I went to the hospital. I was finding every little thing just to be able to go to the hospital. And I ended up going to the hospital and ended up staying and delivering my son the next evening. Because I could not take it anymore. I was like, I'm not waiting for you to come another two or three days. Brother, I need for you to come now, you know. We all know how that is as you know, single mothers and have had had our kids. I am currently a nursing assistant, which is what I do, and in school to become a medical assistant, um, which, by the grace of God, I will be done with this year, (laughs) okay? We all know how that is. Things happen, life happens, and sometimes you just got to, you know, take things a different turn because God redirects you a different way. So that's what I'm believing in God to do this year, actually within the next few months or so. And so, excuse me, I wanted to start this podcast because I was like, there's really no platform out there for single mothers and single women to go to and actually be able to hear you know from that 
experience from a single mom who's actually living it and dealing with it in like real life like by the grace of God I have a couple of my mentors and women that I look up to who were single mothers but they are now currently married and of course you absolutely always want to learn and get wisdom from those women because they're at a place and they've crossed over into that marriage part which is what we as single mothers desire and so it's not a bad thing to look up to them but I was just like man there's not really a platform out here for single mothers to just be able to hear the real real because trust me you guys are going to hear some real real um I have told my guests that are actually going to be recording on the first few episodes, you know, to just be transparent as the Holy Spirit leads you. Because one of the ways that it was encouraging for me was to hear another single mom's story. And now she's married, pastor over dozens of churches, ministries. And you know has grandchildren now and you know it's just a beautiful thing but just hearing and reading her books and how transparent she was it really changed my life because I'm like okay God well if you did it for her well then you can absolutely do it for me no doubt because God is not a respecter of persons so you can absolutely no doubt do it for me as well And so that really encouraged me, just hearing the stories and how real people are. And so I said, you know, we need a platform as single moms where we can go and listen to and get the real of the real. Where you can actually be able to hear somebody else that maybe is going through what you're going through or maybe went through what you went through and is coming out of that thing by the grace of God. We need that. We need that platform. And I was like, God, you know, I want, you know, to be able to bring souls to your kingdom. You know, many people were asking me, well, are you going to monetize off of this podcast? And I said, I don't care about that. I don't. Yes, there are numerous ways to monetize off of a podcast, but I don't care about that. I care about seeing lives changed. I care about being able to get testimonies in my inbox or those text messages, those phone calls of how my podcast has blessed and touched somebody to get that message to say, hey, I was about to break down completely. And go completely left. But because of this podcast, by the grace of God, I've given my life to Christ. I want to get messages like that. You know? And so that's why I decided to start this podcast. The Lord actually gave me this idea last year. But it wasn't time. It wasn't time. And late last year, late December, and this month in January... I mean, the Lord really began to deal with me with this thing. I mean, started downloading ideas to me while I'm asleep, 
you guys literally the holy spirit waking me out of my sleep giving me ideas for this podcast i mean i'm literally would just be laying down or sitting in my bed you know just kind of digressing mentally and physically from my day and the lord will begin to download to me literally names of people because i was asking well i want you know i want to bring some guests on this show um because you know there's some people that carry a grace that i may just not carry at the moment and that may be you know further along with me in those areas and that's okay because i'm all for it because just as you are learning i'm going to be learning and taking notes too but the lord literally gave me a list this woman this woman this woman this woman for this this woman for this this woman for this and i mean immediately started just downloading ideas and this is all within a matter of days. I mean, I was just up. Like, I was physically tired and exhausted. But spiritually, I was on fire. I was on fire. I mean, I literally could not sleep until I put all of these ideas down. Now, I'm typically not a notepad type person. So, I was literally up writing and typing all of this stuff in my phone just downloading and listening to what the Holy Spirit was telling me because it was so much all within a few days and here I am here I am wow guys crazy faithful I mean crazy faithful I mean within a few weeks you guys and it's not even February yet so I'm super super duper excited to see about what God is going to do with this podcast um man god is faithful i'm just sitting there thinking god is crazy faithful so i'm going to jump right in so i've told you guys a little bit about myself about who i am why i decided to start this podcast and how i actually got the idea to start this podcast you know i want to you know, just sit and just talk a little bit about me. So, you know, I grew up in household. Yeah. Average, typical two parent um household or whatnot. My daddy was a minister and my mom was and still is a teacher at this very moment. And so from a very young age I grew up in the church in a Baptist church and that so y'all know how it is with them Baptist churches we got down I know all the little mm, I know all them hymns okay let me just tell you that so but ain't nothing like I'm good on hymns because then I didn't get it I didn't understand it now if I hear them hymns whoo it's good nothing like a good old school hymn but that's how I grew up and um just to give you a little background, I never dealt with the hurts of my childhood. And so, which I would be discussing further along throughout the podcast, but I never dealt with those things. I I just didn't deal with it. And so, as I got older, those things carried over into my adulthood. So, I went graduated from high school in 2010 
And after that, I went to um, a school that's in Barnesville, Georgia, Gordon. And y'all, I had the time of my life. I'm just being transparent and honest here. I had the absolute time of my life at Gordon. I had so much fun. I ended my first year of school with a 1.0 GPA. Terrible. I know, right? But I had fun. And if I had to go back and do it, I would do the same thing again because it taught me so many lessons. And those things that I did then at 18 years old, because I had just turned literally on my high school graduation day, I had turned 18. Um, And so I was like, man, but those things got old quick. You know, I was drinking, smoking. I mean, I was literally, I was wilding out. Literally. But again, I would not take it back because it taught me so much. And those things got old really quick. I mean, we literally were at the club every week. Every weekend, we were at the club. And when I went, the club days weren't necessarily like Fridays or Saturdays, but our club days were Thursdays. So we were going out Thursdays. And I would have Friday classes, and I just wouldn't go. Unless it was test day. and But I still wouldn't even know what was on the test. I would just bubble in something, take the test real quick, and leave. I remember doing that, having a time of my life. And they said, hey, you know, you can come back. But you're going to have to take a lot of remedial classes. You're going to have to do this to get your GPA back up. You know, at the time... I was also a resident assistant, which made it even worse, y'all. I was. But they were like, you know, we're going to have to take your scholarship away. You know, you can't be able to be an RA. You know, all of these things. And I was like, and my mom, she was like, well, why don't you apply to Tuskegee? So I'm like, who? What's that? Never even heard of that until my mom mentioned it, although it is an HB. See, you never even heard of it. And um, so I said, okay, yeah, I'll apply. And I applied. And I know now that it was literally an angel that got me in that school. Because typically, when you go to a, a school like Tuskegee, on the level that they're on, you probably don't get in with a 1.0 GPA, right? And so I ended up getting accepted to Tuskegee in 2011. And I tried to go back, excuse me, I tried to go back and find the counselor that actually admitted me and I could never find him. Never, ever find him. I would call, call, call. The phone number, the phone would just ring. And I know that that was the angel. So I went down to Tuskegee first semester, had a ball, met my roommate there, whom I'm still am friends with. You know, they say certain people that you go to college with, you still remain friends with some of them because all of them I'm still not friends with. Um, to this day but my roommate we are still friends till this day and um man we had a ball we had a great time um 
And I just began to like feel like this tug on me. Like, what is this? Like this tug of God, like saying, come on, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm just sitting here waiting patiently for you. Come on. And so with that being said, I remember some young, some young ladies walking around our dorm, passing out flyers for a Christian ministry on campus, which is called Jubilee Christian Ministry, JCM. And I remember they would come around, they were very consistent and passing out the flyer. And, you know, typically I would just ignore it. And it was just this one particular day I didn't ignore it. I looked at the flyer and I ended up going. I ended up going. And I mean, the people there, I'm like, man, these people are so happy. Why are they so happy? Like, like, why are they so happy? They're so joyful. You know, the women in here are beautiful. The guys are attractive. Like, man, like, I want what they got. Whatever it is they got, I want it. And I remember, man, just going around the second semester, the guy I was dating at the time ended up coming to Tuskegee. And we still had a ball. So I was still going to Bible study and still going out to the club. Still going to Bible study, still going out to the club. And I mean, it would just feel convicting each and every time. Um, I was never a real like heavy, heavy drinker, but I was still drinking from time to time, still smoking. And I mean, it was really a move of God because all of those things, it was like God literally took the taste out of my mouth for that took the taste out of my mouth and the, the took the desire away from me to even go to the club so instead of going to the club on those nights I was going to prayer you know instead of you know going over my boyfriend's room I was going to bible study or hanging out with them because they would have like these events like girl night and you know different you know fun events and things like that fyi christians are boring okay <laughs> we're not boring people i don't know who gave us that stigma but whatever we're not boring people and that was a beautiful thing about it that i realized and um god literally took that desire from me and so it just got old to me very quickly and um so with that in turn join that group so to pretty much kind of sum it up to make a long story short I longed and desired for a relationship but at this time in my life I had completely stopped drinking completely stopped smoking and I was really I had rededicated my life to Christ and I was really living on fire for God and I can just remember one summer I believe it was it was just me and God just me and God in 2013 and I met this guy my daughter's father now and he asked me for my phone number no he asked me let me get this right he asked me if he can give me his number and I said yes yeah, sure but I literally had no intentions of calling him 
whatsoever. And this is where accountability plays a big part when while you're single for, you know, for sexual purity or for purity in, in general across the board. For purity, um, if you know God calls you to a season to just be single and it's just you and him, then that's what you need to do. You need accountability. And unfortunately, at that time, I did not know about accountability. Because if I knew about accountability, I would have called up my friends and like, hey, this dude just gave me his number um, and I really want to call him. But I'm not. So what should I do, sis? Like, what you doing? I'm getting to come over. But, you know, praise God, I have a beautiful daughter that's here now. And that was a cycle, a continuous um, cycle on and off. Um, and let me just go ahead and put this out there as a disclaimer. I am not here and I will not be on here bashing my children's fathers because I have my son has a father, a different father, and my daughter has one. I will not do it. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm just giving you guys the real of the real to let you know what the situation was and how it was for me. But I'm not going to be on here bashing them. That's not what I'm going to do. I am choosing to lift them up and continuously pray for them. So, but with that being said, um, it was just a continuous cycle. Um, At the time, I thought I was ready for a commitment. He thought he was too, but at the time he wasn't. So it was a continuous three, four year cycle on and off, on and off. And I'm thinking I'm going to get married. Like this dude going to marry me. But just at the time he wasn't ready. And so I just eventually washed my hands of it. And, you know, there were some other things, you know, I wanted more kids. He didn't. And he just wasn't willing to compromise that. And I wasn't willing to compromise not to be able to have more kids. So with that being said, we broke up. It was, whoo, it was not the best of breakups. Like, but because we had broken up before throughout the course of the three to four years that we were dealing with each other. But the last time we broke up, it felt for real. But it hurt. It hurt. And I can remember it was the summertime because my birthday was right around the corner. And typically when we haven't been in a relationship around my birthday, we would still go out. He would still go, you know, out with me. Um, And, you know, we would, you know, have fun um, or whatever like that. And so this year he still ended up going out with me. But this year, this particular year. In my brokenness, in my, um, in my brokenness, um, I was on a dating site, a POF, and a lot of people don't know this. Well, this this dating at POF, POF, is not for my Christian single women. Let me just go ahead and just throw that out there. So if you want POF and you a single mom, may the Holy Spirit convict you, convict you because I'm not. Now, if you heard from God and that's what God told you to do, that's a whole nother different story. But I just don't think that that was an environment I should have been been in as a Christian because it doesn't it didn't have those type of men on that whatsoever. So I ended up meeting 
meeting my son's father in a very broken place. Very, very broken place. I did not heal for my relationship with my daughter's father. I merely jumped into something else. And that was one of my patterns, which will be discussed further along in um, my podcast and further episodes. But that was one of my patterns. Jump out of something, be right back into something. Jump out of something, be right back into something. Oh, you breaking up with me? Oh, I got somebody over here that's already waiting that I'm talking to. It was a continuous pattern since I was a little girl. Or not a little girl, but since I was a teenager, a continuous pattern of just not healing, but just jumping to the next thing, going to the next thing, going to this guy, going to the next, to that guy. And as an adult, I was still going through this same pattern. I didn't know that then. I know that now. And in my brokenness, I allowed the enemy to come in and literally have a field day with me. Literally. Like when they say the reason why you shouldn't be having sex before marriage, it literally blinds you of red flags. It literally blinds you of stuff that if you weren't having sex, the Holy Spirit probably would have pointed out to you. But your mind is so clouded with judgment and filled with so much junk. And you and this person have intertwined your souls and became one. Pretty much in the beginning, nothing that they do is bad. You believe their lies. You believe the deception. You believe it all in the beginning, honey. And let's be real. We all have been there. We all have been deceived. We all have been hurt because of sex. Point blank, period. Just simply because of sex. It clouds judgment, period, okay? So, with that being said, um, I ended up getting pregnant with my son. Absolutely the most joyful kid ever. Now, if you don't know you, he's just going to give you this blank stare. But with people he knows, just the most joyful, bright-filled kid. And so is my daughter. Um, Man, they're amazing children. And no matter what people say, don't allow people to tell you that your children aren't a blessing because you had them out of wedlock. That's not what the Bible says. Oh, if you have your kids out of wedlock, they're not a blessing. That's not what God said. They're still a blessing from the Lord no matter how you have them so I want to encourage you that if you're listening to this and you feel like your children are a mistake or they're not going to amount to anything because they were born out of wedlock the devil is a lie that's not what God said about them I mean the powerful anointing things God has told me about my children and their destinies my God you, I will be looking at them in probably 10, 15 years from now and being like, and people probably would never even know that they came from a single mother because of the things that they're going to do and how they're going to shape the kingdom. My God. So don't believe that lie. That is a lie of the enemy. And God can use you still 
I don't care if you got 10 children out of wedlock. God can still and will use you. You have to submit yourself to God. I'm telling you, there's so much freedom. And when you fully submit and say, I got to do whatever you're going to do. Have your way. And that's literally what I told God. Because with my son's father, man, that relationship was crazy crazy i mean i'm talking about infidelity deception lies i mean it was crazy and by the grace of god really i would say that soul top probably should have taken me years years to get over but by the grace of god it's literally taking me months literally months i'll say it again just in case you guys didn't hear me it literally from the things i went through with him my 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 god and um so yeah you know things oh that was a rocky one that was definitely a tough one that was probably and you know i've been cheated on before but that one was probably the roughest or the hardest um for me um, because I actually thought that maybe, okay, well, we were going to go somewhere. No. God had other plans and completely rocked my whole plans. Completely. I mean, literally shifted the boat. Literally picked up the boat, threw it from this side to that side, in the ocean, this side, deep, um, high waters. I mean, God literally wrecked all my plans. And I'm so grateful that he did. So grateful that he wrecked all my plans because... It allowed me to be able to trust and to depend on God more than ever before. I mean, when I say that relationship had me on my face, that relationship praying, that relationship had me reading and studying my word like crazy. It brought me to such a dependency on God that I had never had on God before in my life. And that's just me just being real. And so now it's like, man, like I tell God, like, I need you every day. I literally, we literally can't do this thing called life without God, literally. So I just want to encourage you on that part. So that's just a little bit of my story. As we go throughout the episodes of my podcast, you know, more things about me will be shared. And I'm super duper excited about that um, because I definitely believe that transparency brings healing and if I have to put out all my business and all my dirt for someone's life to be changed or for someone to come to Christ I'll do it I'll do it no questions asked because I'm not worried about my image because I know who I am in Christ I know that whom the son says free is free indeed I know that I am redeemed of the Lord I know that I am his friend. I know that I am the apple of his eye. I know that I am the head and not the tail. I know that I am above and not beneath. So people hear my story. They can say whatever they want to say. That doesn't matter. Because I know who I am in God. I know who he has called me to be. I am who you say I am. That hill song worship. Oh my gosh. Who you say I am. Just YouTube it and cut that on. 
and you declare that over your life because you're not who this world says you are as a single mom. You're not another statistic. The devil is a liar. Your children are not another statistic. The devil is a liar. That is a lie of the enemy. And we send it back to the pits of hell. So moving on, I'm not going to preach on y'all. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So just again, so you've heard how, you know, God has come in throughout this time, but one important thing that I believe that has been so powerful to me is that even before I conceived children, I was sowing seeds. Yeah, I was sowing seeds into other children's lives. I was sowing seeds into baby showers and serving at baby showers. You know, um, sowing seeds is not just always a monetary thing. It's serving, giving your time. And I was serving. And I was sowing my seeds. And man, that's one of the powerful things you can do for your children is to sow seeds. Sow seeds for them. And so when I had my daughter and my son, um, literally, well, let me just say this. When I had my daughter, me and my daughter's father, we weren't living in the same household. And so we literally needed two of two of everything we literally did so by the grace of God so thankful for them my church family threw me a baby shower and then I had one just for my family um and friends and when I say literally you guys we literally got two of everything literally matter of fact I remember getting so many car seats I had to give some away because I was literally had getting so many um, that we literally got two of everything. And so, I mean, and I know that that was God. And I know that I, at that time, I was just reaping the harvest of the seeds that I had sown. And so even now that I still have my children, I still, I still sow seeds. I still, <laughs> I still sow seeds. Because of that, my children have not lacked. They absolutely have not lacked at all for anything for anything literally still to this day my daughter is five years old she'll be six in a couple of months y'all I don't even want to think about it she's just growing up so fast but literally I would tell God okay God you know she needs this some boots sandals or you know whatever just start naming stuff that she needs and literally a, fr- a very close friend of mine has a daughter that's older than me. She would give me a box of clothes and shoes, and it would literally be exactly what I was asking God for. And this has literally been going on for years, literally. And they not all rinky dinky. They all because I believe in hand me downs. I take me some hand me downs now. Okay, I did it growing up with no shame, and I still take them now till this day regardless especially for my children for myself hey i take hand-me-downs okay there's no shame in my game there but literally everything i was asking god for will literally be in a box and this has been ongoing for years so the bible says let me just read this to you and then i'm gonna pray and you know just send you guys off as i 
I'm preparing to conclude my first podcast episode. Man, this God is too good, though. <laughs> He's too good, though, and it's not even February. But in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, 7, it says, Now remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one of, I'm sorry, let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in those whose heart is in his gift. That is 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7, and that is the Amplified Version. I absolutely love it. So at times, when you want to sow seeds, sow that seed. And what that scripture is pretty much saying, hey, you know, you reap sparingly, you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly, sparingly. But you give generously, you will sow. I mean, you will reap generously. It says it right here in the word. That's the amplifier version. And I love it when it says, like, each one give thoughtfully and with purpose. So as you're giving that seed, pray that that seed is falling onto good ground. Because you don't want it to fall on no, on no unfertile ground. You don't want that because you're not going to reap. So, just believe in God for that. You know, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys have any questions or you guys want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at Clarion Brown, C-L-A-R-I-O-N Brown. And my personal Instagram page is Clarion, C-L-A-R-I-O-N-B underscore I am also a personal stylist. My business page is stylist clarion B underscore. And those are the avenues where you can find me. So ladies, if you guys have any questions, any topics that you would like to discuss, please do not hesitate to send me a message. If you would like to also give to unto this cause to sow a seed unto this cause, you can also DM me um for that information as well hey if you would like to be a guest you have some wisdom or a grace you would like to share with us other single mothers hey by all means also send me a message again you can find me on facebook at c-l-a-r-i-o-n brown my personal instagram page is clarion b underscore and that's where you can find me Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, I promise I won't keep you guys this long again. But until next time, love you. God bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he keep your children covered and protected. Keep their schools covered and protected in the mighty name of Jesus. May they walk out where God has called them to be. May he give you the strength and the wisdom and the patience to raise your children or your child right now in the mighty name of jesus i speak strength over you as a mother right now in the mighty name of jesus oh god 
I bless you. God loves you and I love you too. And there's nothing you can do about it. Good night. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Single Mom. Woo, woo. God is crazy faithful. I think that that is going to be one of the most things that I'm going to say this year because I am believing in God for the miraculous to happen this year. And it has already happened for me, so I am definitely looking forward to seeing what else God does for me this year. And so, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. In this podcast, we are going to be, or rather, I will be discussing entrepreneurship, how to get started, and, you know, just to share some things that I learned Um, as an entrepreneur that I didn't know before I became an entrepreneur. Now, there will be many other um, episodes on entrepreneurship because I think it's so big. Um, And if it's something that you can get wisdom for for free, hey, why not? Um, Because it's it's a really um, big deal. And also just simply because I know um, quite a few, actually, by the grace of God, just from networking, Facebook groups, mutual friends, just networking with different women um, who were also single mothers. Some are, some are not. They will also be coming on the show and sharing their knowledge in their different um, fields. So with that being said, let me just go ahead and just say this. Entrepreneurship is not for punks. Um, is not for somebody that's going to always be super emotional and don't get me wrong. Don't take it the wrong way. It's not a bad thing, you know, but entrepreneurship, regardless of where you are in life, um, no matter how big you've gotten, there's going to be bad days and there's going to be good days and there's going to be even great days. It's a business. I'm pretty sure big fortune 500 companies like Walmart and Target, they experience and have their days and their seasons of where sales are down, where sales are up, or where sales are really great. Like, for example, I saw on the news sometime last week where Target, their sales actually went down from Christmas than the year before. So, you know, when you, you can have these expectations and it's not a bad thing to have expectations, but you have to know and kind of be realistic in entrepreneurship. Let's just, you know, be real with that. You have to be absolutely real with yourself. And so that's why I say entrepreneurship is not for punks. It's not for somebody who is unorganized. And, um, you know, just all over the place, if you got a lot going on in your personal life or whatever the case may be. And by no means, I'm not saying don't start it, but it will help you a little bit better if you, you know, maybe worked on your organization skills a little bit, um, before you got started as an entrepreneur, because believe it or not, some businesses have been started off of distress, but you don't. I wouldn't recommend anyone or off of, um, you know, um, stress or, you know, whatever the case may be. I wouldn't recommend that anyone starts a business off 
like that. Although, yes, it will push you to a certain degree, but when things aren't going your way or, you know, they're not, you're not seeing the results that you want to see, that can take an uh, even more effect on you than what you're already going through personally. So, you know, sit down, plan, write it out, write out a business plan, you know, get, you know, get organized, you know, write down the steps of what you're going to do, what you have to do, um, what type of tools you want to use. And I would even encourage you, for example, so if it's a field, let's just say you want to be, you want to start off being a coach, a business coach. You know, you may have some expertise. You went to school for this particular field. You have a degree in it and you just want to share your knowledge um, with men, women, whomever your target audience is. Okay, great. So go find business coaches on social media because social media is a huge thing right now and go follow them. You know, see what they're doing, see what they're saying, see, you know, what, you know, how they operate in their business. And, you know, most entrepreneurs in that field or any entrepreneurs in general, you know, most of the time they do a lot of lives. Um, they may have like a blog or, you know, a podcast or something like that. And that's a way to get knowledge from them in different areas as well. And it's free. Like you can watch a live for free. You, it doesn't take anything to, for them to get on live and to just share the information with you. So that's one of the things that I would suggest. But, um, so I have a list and the list is in my opinion of what you should do. And these are the steps that I think that you should take if you were interested in becoming an entrepreneur. So the first thing I said was get established as an LLC or if you want to do or choose to do um, a nonprofit. A nonprofit is a bit more tedious and it's also more expensive to um, purchase. Um, I know here in the state of Georgia for a LLC, it's only $100. Um so you can even do something like that. Um, now I'm not too, um, I don't have a lot of information on nonprofits. I just know about LLC. Um, I know that with the LLC, it will allow you to be able to do business in multiple States versus a sole proprietorship or a, um, partnership. You know, they're different things, but um, different, um, stipulations for each one, but the best go-to is the LLC because again, you're able to have business and run your business in multiple States. Um, yeah. So in Georgia, that's only a hundred dollars and you can go to georgia.gov. Um, and they'll walk you through the steps. If you're not familiar with the terminology, Hey, you got Google, Type in, hey, what's the meaning of this? What's the meaning of that? But it's fairly simple and easy. But yeah, so start off getting the LLC. Um, the second step I would recommend is applying and getting a EIN number 
which is an employee or I'm sorry, employer identification number. And this is used for tax purposes. Um, I know a lot of y'all are going to like this, like tax write-offs. So like when you do a vending event, you're traveling for work, so you have to go out of state or you're traveling, you can write off your mileage, um, your plane tickets, hotel fees. If you have a personal phone just for your business, you can use that for tax purposes. So you definitely want to have the EIN number. And definitely make sure that you are keeping um, account of things like that. You know, start you a folder and all of your receipts, put them inside your folder or an envelope. Um, Because when you start a business, you never know if the IRS is going to ask you for that information. Um, QuickBooks. QuickBooks is a perfect app to use. You can use on your computer or even on your phone, which is what I absolutely love about it. They have an option on the app where you can take a picture of your receipt, whatever it may be. So say you went and got something from the store, plane ticket, hotel, cost, whatever. It may be you can take a picture of it and it automatically will save it on the app for you. So come around for tax season. If you're working with someone who uses the QuickBooks, hey, it's easier for them now just able to log in or you can print out all of your transactions that you did from the previous year, hand it to your tax personnel person and go from there. It's really, really simple. But again, I always say make sure you keep hard copies or even if you don't keep hard copies and you don't like a lot of paper, well then save it. Get a drive, save on your computer, um, save it on that drive, and just keep those copies. And I would say at least keep those copies of those receipts for at least a minimum of five years. And I would even say five to ten years because you just never, ever know. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, the IRS, unfortunately, they wait (laughs) a couple of years before they get you. And then they send you this letter like, oh, you owe us $10,000 or $20,000. And you're like, wait a minute, because they wait. They let it sit and they're watching your activity and things like that. So keep all of those receipts, hard copies, electronic copies, whatever it may be. Um, I'm not sure and I don't quite remember if QuickBooks um, saves it or not. But just go ahead and have your own copy for backup. Um, Either way it goes. So also with that being said, um, after that, and to get, I'm sorry, to get an EIN number, you can go to irs.gov slash business. And when I started my EIN or when I got my EIN number a couple years ago, it was free. So you really have no excuse not to get one. Next, I would say, Hey, start up your social media pages for your business. Kind of get people curious as to what you're doing. Start putting like little hints and stuff out there. Because one of the step mistakes I made was I just launched. (laughs) I just launched. I didn't kind of give a forewarning warning to people. I didn't kind of let the curiosity build up with my audience. I just launched. And that was a huge mistake. A huge mistake. Because probably for the first, let me see, August, September, October, 
for the first two to three months, because I initially started out with my online boutique, I didn't get any sales for like two months after me opening. And then there was one sale. And then after that, it was another couple of months. So you definitely want to strategically launch. I mean, when I say strategically, strategically launch to the T. Get the buzz out there. Let people know what you're doing, what you're um working on. Just a little bit. Don't give them a whole lot. But you definitely want to get that buzz and that curiosity going with people. So there are so many platforms for social media and to promote your business. There's Twitter. There's Instagram. There's Facebook. Um, Pinterest, depending on what type of business you have now. I mean, all of this, so there's really no excuse why you can't get your business out there. And even Instagram and Facebook, they have so many free tools for you guys to use. So like on Instagram, if you are a product-based entrepreneur, they have an option where you can tag um, your products into um, your post on your page where you can tag your products on your Insta stories. You can go live. Facebook, every year they have this event that's free to entrepreneurs where you can go and learn about marketing, um, the new things that they're doing, um, so much. And it's free, y'all. It's free. So y'all better get on that quick because if I'm envisioning it correct, uh, probably Instagram and Facebook probably going to start charging. I give a take within the next five to 10 years. And as a businesswoman, I don't blame them because they're giving and they're offering so much. Yes, they may lose some people, but Hey, when you're giving out so much for free and people are using it and things like that, um, that's just what I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm not saying that I haven't heard that. So don't go back and tell your girl, girl, Facebook and Instagram going to start charging to use it. That's not what I'm saying, but that's just what, you know, hey, what could potentially happen. So go ahead and take advantage of all these free programs. I mean, Facebook, they have um, videos to show you different things. You know, they have help and uh, assistance to help you grow your business. I mean, scheduling posts on your personal or I mean on your business page I mean so that you can kind of keep an automated business if you have a nine to five man there's so many tools so definitely utilize the social media tools and discern where most of your audience is your audience might not be on Twitter so you may not need to start a Twitter you know Instagram and Facebook are connected so you can post on Instagram and set it up to where it automatically goes to Facebook and there it is Boom, one transaction in one instead of going to Instagram and Facebook, but it's not connected to Twitter. So just be discerning and find out well, where most of your audience is and hey, start there, you know. The next thing I wanted to say is I'm talking about audience. Study, study, study. No, no, no. Your target audience. My God, I cannot stress that enough. I struggle with that in my business. Because I just, again, I just launched. I didn't have an idea. All I knew was I wanted to and start my boutique for women. But that is so broad. When I hired 
a business coach, I mean, we really dug deep into that. One of the assignments was to get to know your target audience. And I mean, the packet for just uh, the target audience was maybe almost about 10 pages, literally. That's how much you have to know your target audience. So know their pain points. Pain points is something that's going to get them to pretty much spend their money. Okay, well, so you know that, so for example, my target audience, and I'm just using this as, as an example, this is not my personal target audience, but a career-driven woman, nine to five, trying to get up in her business, is very smart, intelligent, has a college degree, no kids, single, and, you know, her income is six figures a year. You know, you're just breaking it down like that. Okay, well, what triggers her to spend money? How can you help her? Because she's making six, six figures a year. She doesn't have any kids, so she doesn't have any responsibilities, you know, unless, God forbid, she has to, well, not God forbid, but unless she has to take care of her parents or anybody else. You know, you know, she, she's an independent woman. How can you get her to pull out her car and spend money with you? What triggers her? That's something that's called a pain point, which we all have done it before. So you ever seen Fashion Nova and they post that 50% off and immediately everybody goes to the website and crashes the website because they know your pain points. They know exactly what to say. They know exactly how to market. Another example for that, Walmart. Walmart is specifically targeted for women. How many times have you been in Walmart with an idea to get a couple items and leave out the store with a whole basket of stuff? They targeted specifically for women, psychologically for women. They have people and they hire marketing directors. I mean, a team of marketers just to market that alone by itself because they know men are more driven they're more focused they can get in the store get in and be out women we gotta go look around Ooh, i see this cute sweater over there as i'm walking past the registers Ooh, let me go look and see what they got over there in the clothes oh i didn't remember my baby need this or my child need that you spend the unnecessary money and don't even know it that they didn't got you but that's how it works that's how it works because like anybody else that starts a business, nobody wants to be broke. Nobody wants their business sales to go down. So that's just what it is. But they know their target audience. So know, know, know your target audience. So like I said, for example, know their age, their income, know all of their demographics. What do they do? Do they have kids? Are they married? Are they single? Are they widowed? I mean, it's down to the T. Down to the T. It's so important to know your target audience. Again, this is something that I didn't know when I first started. And I struggled. I struggled because I thought my target audience was just women. And when I hired my business coach, she was like, that's too broad. That's too broad. You can't just have women and literally broke it down. Like when I say that packet just for the target audience alone was probably about 10 pages. I didn't know there can be so many questions or breakdown about our target audience. So yeah, it's deep. So 
The next thing, um, hey, you can't be afraid to fail, okay? And I'm going to come back to that. Set up some systems that help you run your business. Work smarter, not harder. Especially if you're still working your full-time nine-to-five, you don't have time to be sending out multiple emails to, you know, your... um, um, your audience, excuse me, but Hey, you have MailChimp where you can type up, Hey, say like spend one day and you just write up and type up all your emails, set them up to send out with MailChimp. There's an option where you can set them up and they send out on this day and time. And Hey, it automatically goes out by yourself. Boom. You done already sent out an email to your, to market, to your customers or to your, you know, audience. Boom. It's already done. And you typed up them emails a week ago, but emails are still going out. Communication is still constant with your clients or your audience. Google. Google have so many tools. You don't absolutely need a business email address. If you're just starting out, get you a little free Google account because Google, they have different tools too, like Google Calendar to remind you of different events. If you have calls or, you know, you have that in your business, you can set that up through Google Calendar. If you have an iPhone um, Outlook Calendar, the iPhone Calendar, I mean, there's so many different tools for these and they're free. Canva, you can use Canva for um, your graphics, for your social media. And it's really easy and simple to use. They have trainings on them. They have assistance and people that can walk you through on how to do certain stuff. Even if you go to YouTube and type in how to design with Canva, a whole bunch of videos will pop up. And that's a free tool to use right there. It'll take you 30, maybe an hour to learn Canva because it's really not that hard, guys. I'm telling you, I've been using Canva for like the past, two, three years, and this changed me in my life. And it's really simple and easy um, to use. Now, Canva does have, they have a free option and a pay option, just like, you know, any other company. But hey, if you're just starting out, just play with it and get the free option, you know, because you never know, you might find another program that you might like and that you may use. So start off with the free option. Um, a scheduling program. So I use Acuity Scheduling. It's free. But again, they do have the different programs. So as you continue to grow in business and you need more, then, you know, you can go ahead and get the um, services that they purchase for. But Acuity Scheduling, and there's so many scheduling programs out here. And most of them will let you start and use it for free for a certain amount of time. And then there are some that allow you like acuity scheduling for it to be free, you know, until you prepare to grow your business. I mean, but Hey, but find scheduling program, type in business on Google business scheduling programs and a whole list to come up and you find that option that's best for you. Text messages. Text messages is a huge thing now because not saying people aren't reading their emails, but not really. Um, and Google now has this little tab where it's like promotions tab. So where all of the marketing emails from the different companies that you sign up with, it goes in that folder. Don't nobody really look in that folder. 
because I know I don't unless I just happen to see something like say, so I love going to DSW and you know, get some shoes from time to time. So if I look in my promotions box at the top and I see DSW, I'll click on it, see what type of sale, whatever they got going on. But that's pretty much about it, you know, unless something else catches my eye, but I'm not scrolling through my promotions box of emails. And sometimes I'm on um, email lists for like different business coaches and things like that that I follow. Sometimes their emails end up in there and they have sales and specials and stuff like that going on. Or they might have a free class. And I'm like, snap, I didn't even see this because it's not going to the primary box. Sometimes it'll go to the promotions box. So text messaging is becoming a huge thing now because people are always going to have their phone with them regardless. People are going to always look and see, oh, especially if it's a number they don't know. Oh, let me see. Who is this? What is this? So text messaging is becoming a huge thing. And I don't believe that they have a program that's free for that. Um, unless you have, I think it's like maybe about 10 or 15 less numbers. But I think the higher you go in numbers on your list, then you have to pay for it. But hey, it's useful. It's becoming a really big thing now. Like, so yeah, look into that as well. Um, website. A website is important. Now, if your target audience is cool with selling you or cash apping you, hey, that's your target audience. But if you know you want to have a more high-end clientele base, you need a website. Point blank, period. And there are options out there for that as well, like WordPress, Squarespace, or Shopify. Those are the only three I would recommend. Do not, do not use Wix. Do not. And I say that I understand it's free and you just started out, but you can do the same thing for Shopify and it'd be maybe like 10, somewhere between 10 and $20 a month for a website, for a website on Shopify. I think Square, Squarespace, they have like a 14-day trial. It's either a 7 or 14-day trial, and I believe WordPress has the same. So you can kind of play with these things and kind of see which one works best for you, but you need a website. A website is good, especially for a high-end clientele um, base because they're going to want to see your services. Well, how much do you charge for your services. How can I get in contact with you? You know, what's your expertise in this field? What's your background? Whom have you worked with? You know, they're going to want to see all of that. And so, yeah, get a website. Yeah. Wix, it goes really slow. So the more you load on there, it goes slower. So I know I have been on a website before getting ready to purchase. I got the money. I put it in my budget to purchase and the website going slow, slow. I didn't, I just clicked off. I just clicked off of it and then forgot completely all about it. And nine times out of 10, I didn't go back. So you don't want to discourage people from shopping. You want them, you want people to spend their money because you ain't starting no business to be broke. Right? I mean, who does? Nobody starts a business and be like, well, I guess I'm just going to continue to just keep living paycheck to paycheck. No, nobody has that mindset. Like, thank you, Lord, for giving me this vision. Now that you've given me this vision and this idea for the business, uh, I need some coins to be made off of this guy. Like, yes, I'm definitely wanting to help people, but I, I still got bills to pay. God, you know, 
like that. So, yeah, don't use wigs, even if it's free. It looks, and it even looks cheap. It looks like you really didn't put any time or effort into it. And that will also discourage your audience from shopping with you as well. Because I've done that too. If I go on a website and it looks like really cheap or like real scamish like even though I know that they're a real legit business, I just click off. I, I don't even buy anything because it's not like, well, how do you expect me to take you serious and your website looks crappy? So that's all I'm saying. Or it's not, you know, excellent. It's not... You know what I'm saying? It's not up to par with what you're trying to do. And this is just me just being real. Because that's legit what we think as women, especially when we're shopping online, that these are things that we think. So you definitely want to have a nice website. If you have to hire somebody, hey, Shopify, which is one of the reasons why I love Shopify. Shopify, when you have a paid plan with them, they have so many hours that they're designers can go in and change something so like for example i wanted one of excuse me i wanted one of my buttons to be um a particular color but the color wasn't on the options it wasn't on the list of uh, options and i wanted it to be an exact specific color of it to match my you know my social media posts and they were able to do that a coder went in changed it And hey, and it was done. So like little simple things like that, a coder from Shopify can help you do. Um, There's apps on Shopify. Some of them are paid. Some of them are free. But they're always there to help you. And they're open 24-7. So if you have a 9 to 5, you're working on your website late at night, you want to change some things, you don't understand something, you don't know how to do something, they're 24-7. You can call them up. There's been plenty of times where I didn't call up Shopify at like 12 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, Two o'clock in the morning, even at one time, because I was up just working on my website and it was something I couldn't figure out. So that's, I love Shopify. Absolutely, absolutely love Shopify for that. So, hey, again, entrepreneurship is not for punks. You're going to fail. That's just, you know what I'm saying? You can't be looking to start and just everything just goes boom. And you know, for some people, it, that happens. But as an entrepreneur, again, there are going to be some good days, some bad days, and some great days. Be prepared for it. Be prepared for your family and your friends to support you last. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's just real. It just is what it is. You know, I was expecting one of my first orders when I started my boutique from one of my friends. Well, uh, one of my closer friends, because it was actually a friend of mine that purchased. But no, there was like, yeah, congratulations, girl. We so proud of you. Da, 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 da. And we're one of the last people to ever order from me. Or later people, not last, but one of the later people to order from me or from my website. So, and, and it's okay. The people who are going to probably support you the most are people who you never met on your social media you know, random people just going to your website. Hey, and it just is what it is. It just is what it is. And that's okay. So don't be discouraged by that. You know, you take a failure, you pick yourself back up and you keep going. You learn from your mistake, take the lessons, apply it to the next and keep going. Also, before I end, um, I want to talk about something that's called SEO. 
look into SEO. SEO is pretty much something that helps you target your audience all over the world based off of your wording, your content, your pictures, your picture size. Do you have music on your website? And Google has something that deals specifically with that and Google Analytics. So whatever website you have, get Google Analytics. It's a free tool and it can help you see, okay, well, this amount or this percentage of women have visited your site. This percentage of men have visited your site. And they'll give you the different states or countries where people are accessing your website. But SEO is definitely something you want to learn. When I learned that, it it was truly a mind-blower game-changer because I never knew something like that existed. And there are people out there who do um, use that and help you get seen more versus than just always, you know, posting on social media, but get seen on Google. Yeah. Be on that first page. And be at the top of the first page. Yeah. Because, you know, with Google, they see your website. And they base it off of SEO. Well, is it slow? Does it run fast? How many words does she have? Does she have these words or these words? And, you know, da-da-da. They go through a whole list. And how many of us go, when we type in something on Google, go to the second and the third page? I don't. I scroll and I stick to my first page. And then if it's absolutely something I'm just absolutely looking for, then I may go to the second page, but that's very rare. And SEO will help you get seen in those top few five. Um, So, yeah, definitely look into that. It's something um, as well. So, I am going to end with that note. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Clarion Brown, and this is and I am the host of Dear Single Mom Podcast. If you want to reach out to me, you have any questions, you have any topics that you want to be discussed, any testimonies, which I'm definitely looking forward to, you can find me on Facebook at C-L-A-R-I-O-N Brown, and my personal Instagram page is Clarion, C-L-A-R-I-O-N-B underscore. I am also a fashion stylist. That page on Instagram is stylist, Clarion B underscore. And again, also, if you would also like to support this cause, monetary, you want to be a guest, whatever it may be, you can find me and reach me on those social media avenues. And again, anything questions testimonies um you want to give towards this um cause or whatever or just whatever you just want to say something you want to be a guest you can definitely almost find me on those social media avenues and again this has been another episode of dear single mom podcast i'm out talk to you next episode